0: This is Off The Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider,
1: And it's time for Off The Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken.
2: Hello. Hi, everybody.
1: The, the man is back this week.
2: <laughs> he is alive. He is alive. COVID, a little disheveled, COVID but alive. Negative. Good. I know
1: I let him out of the basement he was quarantining down there I was like you have a negative test come on upstairs
0: (laughs) come on up my man got the all clear from it good yes feeling better ready to dive into this see what's changed since last or since two weeks ago when I was here
1: yeah, not a lot. Um, we have some, just a few changes in the release schedule, um, s- update on the Shuttered Venues grant, and then we have actually some movie reviews to go over. So That's we got right. some screeners and yeah. um, talk about some news, and then it's trailer time. We finally got some trailers. We're going to
2: talk about trailers again? Yeah. It's been a while. I was actually really excited about these trailers, too, so this will <laughs>
1: be fun. Yeah. Um, so let's get to it upcoming release schedule changes witness from Purdy distribution moved from april 21st to june 4th lost city of d from paramount is now going to be releasing on april 15th that's new of 2022 2022 that's new to the release schedule right
2: yeah uh, i think it's a sandra bullock action movie oh nice so i yeah
1: um, the, That's all I know about it. <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent from Lionsgate went is now unset off the release schedule. So And it used to be on um, three nineteen. Gotcha. And then Reminiscence from Warner Brothers is releasing September third. It was unset, but now they've put it down in September of twenty
2: twenty one. So out of all these like I think it's unbearable weight of massive talent is a bummer only because it's supposed to star Nick Cage and have him play himself in some way. Isn't that right, Ken? You're the expert with Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm excited
0: about this one. So he plays a fictional version of himself that has to use his skills that he's learned playing roles. The countless roles. Yeah, action roles to save him from peril. (laughs) So it's like the perfect role for the ultimate... uh, ego maniac. <laughs> yeah. It's not a it's not like most people do this as a cameo, like a 3-second blip in a movie, you know, Donald Trump in uh, Home Alone 2, kind of like, "Hey, I'm Donald <laughs> Trump in a movie." And say that, say their name, but no, this is 90 minutes plus of Nicolas Cage overacting as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Maybe it was supposed to
2: be a cameo. And then he was like, you know what? I just want this to be a whole movie. And they're like, uh, we got to make a lot of changes for the script. And he's like, make it happen. I decree it. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going to be. That's probably the most interesting one that I'm looking at. The trailer is going to tell you exactly what it is. Yeah.
2: Whenever it comes out. Yeah, whenever, whenever it comes. It I can't wait for that, day. that It's a bummer that
1: it's on set. I wish it had just been
2: moved back or rescheduled. Yeah. yeah, but who knows what type of... I mean, for this type of movie, you just never know what the best placement for it might be, especially with this year. You know, it, it's looking better and better, but at the same time, it's just still so uncertain. Yeah. So, maybe um, that's the logic.
1: As far as booking strategies and upcoming stuff, there... I we actually are looking at two good weeks coming up. We've got Tom. That's and, right. Tom and Jerry next week. Mm-hmm. So finally, a, f- a family film that might dethrone Crude's a not little crude. rival it. Yeah, not, yet. <laughs> not um, that we
2: don't love Crude's. Yeah.
1: And then the following week we've got R- Raya and the Last Dragon from mm-hmm. Disney. Yep. Um, w- th- which will probably most definitely dethrone Crude's if Tom and Jerry doesn't. Oh yeah. Um. And then we've got uh, Chaos, Chaos Walking. Walking from Lionsgate. And we've got Boogie from Focus. Focus, Yeah. So two weeks where I actually have product to fill screens. And it's wide release, big studio products. So. Yeah.
0: And then the week after that, we'll be running all the Oscar stuff.
1: I think our Oscar nominations the 15th. Uh, th- th-
2: I believe they're supposed to be announced sometime in March. So yeah. probably the yeah. 15th. Yeah, the f- that sounds about right. Yeah,
0: Friday the
1: Friday the nineteenth is after, yeah. So,
0: so the fifteenth is when we'll be right. booking those things for, yeah. Getting them in, so it'll be awesome to see like a real schedule, like it'll look like a normal schedule, yeah. Right. For for, for
1: like three weeks, yeah. and then and then it'll go back to being not a lot, except we'll have Godzilla at the end of the month. So yeah, exactly. And
0: Godzilla on the last day of quarter one to <laughs> yeah. put a bow on it, a Wednesday <laughs> opening, yeah. <laughs> Before Easter, which doesn't seem like the right time for there to be a Wednesday opening, but that's hey, right. let's, let's try it out. Let's try you know, it out, people.
2: You know what? All, all bets are off this year. We're just going to yeah. try whatever.
0: I thought last year was weird. <laughs> a Wednesday opening before Easter to Does see this if we can it? blow the grosses up.
1: <laughs> At least we have openings this year. At least we have openings. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we didn't have anything last
2: year. We'll so. do it on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday. You can make up a day. We'll be there. We'll have it open.
0: (laughs) We had one wide release opening last year over 10 weeks, and it was Trolls World Tour last year. Yeah. And nobody was open for it, but we only had one wide release for 10 straight weeks. It was wild looking back at it yesterday.
1: I don't want to look back at it. No.
2: I just want to forget
1: that year happened. (laughs) Um, So I don't... Yeah, I'm... I'm just filling up screens. I'm probably not even gonna double. I might double Raya. You know, two screens of Raya in some places because Disney has a big turnout. I'm not. I think that the being on Disney Plus only affect areas where a lot of the theaters are closed. But I, I think families are gonna want to come out for this and bring kids. It, it's the first film since Crude's that they're actually able to do this. So
2: mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Crude's still. Has steam to it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's making two million every year, which doesn't seem like much, but for right. these circumstances, it's a, a big deal. You mean every week? <laughs> or every week, excuse yeah, me. Yeah,
1: every year. No, not every year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not going to be like that, I promise.
1: It'll become it's normal. very consistent.
0: Yeah. It never goes
1: away. Um, so that's kind of all I've got. As far as the Shutter Venues grants, I don't have a lot of updates for anybody this week. Um, NATO is making a big push to let everybody know that they they do need a notarized letter to finish the registration for SAM.gov. Um, I hope to go through the process of that notarized letter and put an update on SSI about that. It's just a safety precaution, apparently, to verify that you did indeed want to sign up for SAM.gov and that you are authorized to make those changes and decisions so we'll go through the process and we'll let everybody know how that how that goes but i think you only have like 60 days from the time you first register with sam.gov to do it so
0: i am not a robot signed and notarized yeah um we figured out how to beat them (laughs) with notaries (laughs) no notaries are the real heroes
1: no new changes on the frequently asked questions they updated um the sba updated the faqs on the shutter venues grant last friday uh, right after our podcast so i didn't get a chance (laughs) to go through it i did go through it a lot of it is changes to for what designates a live venue so like an air show what doesn't count for a live venue won't count under this grant i think they're just trying to sift through the weeds and figure out exactly drill down to what they want for that it's easy for the movie theaters because um it's like permanent fixed seating tickets yeah and you um you have to contract out with the studios now as far as paperwork they'll need we still don't know yet what they're going to want to verify you but it might actually be super helpful for the theaters to compile a list of all of the movies that they've booked in the theater for the last, I would say, year or two, at least for 2019 minimum, and just have that list together. Um, as a film buyer, we are going to offer for our clients a authorization letter that just says that we are authorized to book on their behalf and that we've, you know, that they have we can verify that they have paperwork with the studios and are able to play these movies. And so I'm sure you're going to want all your studio contracts as well. I think the strategy that everybody should think about is inundate SBA with paperwork. It's going to be really hard to sift through it all and deny you, you know, kind of just drown them in evidence. And so um, we're just working on different ways to do that. But I think having a list of all the films you play Getting that authorization from your booker um, would be super helpful pieces of information. Whether you really need them or not, we we don't know at this point, but it's good to have that ahead of time. Also, your site, your any seating um, site plans that you have. So, you know, if you've reseeded recently in the last year, you probably have all your auditoriums mapped out, anyways. So have those site plans, have the number of seats, have your projector make, model, and info. You can only be a movie theater if you have certain projectors. I mean, that's just that's just a given. And so have all of that um, purchase order information, any contracts you have for that.
0: Fingerprint, hair sample, blood test. <laughs> yeah. Just include everything. <laughs>
1: Urine analysis. I
2: know it's gross, but we got to
1: do it, people. <laughs> <laughs> got
2: to look as legit as
1: possible. Yeah. Inundate them with data. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The more data, the more likely they'll
0: leave you yeah. alone. Oh, right?
1: they're giving me—they're giving me pee samples. I'll just approve. All right, them. buddy, just get away.
0: Yeah. we'll sign it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll approve of it. Jeez. We'll leave that test up to Kyle, Cody, and I. Might pee hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after having gone through
1: the last year, it's a distinct possibility. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I'm sure that today, after this podcast, we will get yet another update to the FAQs, and I will be talking about them next week. So We timed
2: these up pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. I
0: think well. they said it based on <laughs> our schedule. So There must yeah. be a spy in, like, like, the window somewhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, they talked about it? Bam! Let's yeah. change it up. Go, 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 go! Yeah.
2: <laughs> Release it. Release it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kyle... You saw a cup you and Ken both gotta see Judas and the Black Messiah
2: oh Ken did too
1: no just oh, you just
2: me yeah just me I I didn't I thought
1: you watched it too
2: or are you thinking of boogie oh I'm from thinking of Boogie. Last week? boogie <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, this the exact Whoops. same movie yeah. right yeah they're both Sorry. about
0: basketball panther uh, no, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> i don't know neither of those I, I guess i've
1: just dismissed this movie in the back of my mind i've moved on from it <laughs> like have already booked on new screen. things yeah it's, it's on screen we're moving it's on, on screen i've moved on i forgot i forgot that our movie reviews to are Tom and spoke,
2: Jerry. spoken like a true film I,
1: no i just i forgot that our movie reviews are off the break <laughs> that's the name of the
2: podcast <laughs> what are we called again it's not yeah. like there's a big sign in our studio or our soon-to-be studio oh
1: you know okay so you saw Judas and the Black Messiah is I did. it as good as all the critics are saying because I'm hearing that the people that do see it they've loved it they said it's excellent
2: oh it's definitely ex- excellent and it's just so surprising because this is from a first-time writer and director of like a big feature like this like mm-hmm. he's only ever done television mm-hmm. work so for him to really go out and swing for the fences for a story like this and a movie like this, I thought it was just really impressive on his part. Um, the summary of this story is th- it's the true story of the FBI hiring a man named William O'Neill to infiltrate the Black Panther Party and to keep tabs on Fred Hampton, which led to the death and the murder of Fred Hampton. And Who's so, Fred Hampton? Uh, the Chicago leader, uh, or no, the Illinois chairman of the Black Panther Party. Okay. Um, And what the biggest takeaway that I had from this was um, this movie delivering like an inside look at the mindsets between both William William O'Neill and uh, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, it wasn't too surprising because the movie, it it paints a picture that it is about him and and it is for the most part. But it goes deeper to not only him being the revolutionary, but also him being like a person outside of that. And I was really impressed by how well that they paint a picture of like what he's like outside of that, um, you know, atmosphere of being a leader. But also with uh, William O'Neill, you know, it's a man and a person of history that no one really knows about. And so on the surface, when you hear that he just agrees to, you know, infiltrate the Black Panther Party, like you don't really root for him in the beginning and you don't really root for him throughout it, I feel like. But at the same time, it still paints a well enough picture on the understanding the mindset of his dilemma and how you know he wavers between agreeing to the terms that the FBI set for him because he's trying to protect himself as a black man but at the same time he agrees so much with what the Black Panther Party was trying to do that it, it, it's just a really uh, weird balancing act that he's getting through and it really dives deep into what his mindset was going through it
1: No, I mean I hear from a lot of exhibitors that the movie was really good. That people that do go and see it come out with just really positive reviews of it. Just, but that it they're just ha-
2: struggling getting people to go see it's it. It's
0: Such tough subject matter. Yeah. It is. On, a, on yeah. any year. On any year. Let alone a very divisive year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: or, and that's really what it is when it comes to people not going. It's just a subject matter. But as a movie in general, like it, it's very excellent. But right. it is a hard sell. But it, I I would encourage people to go see it because I definitely learned. Uh, a bit more about Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party in general, or at least the chapter that he was involved with. But um, I understand, like the subject matter is definitely not one for everyone, despite it par- being parallel so much with today's current events, which we don't need to get into. But it was just an observation right. that I made for Ex- that.
0: Please expound on that kind. <laughs> of- no, <we> <laughs> this isn't that type of podcast. No. You don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine.
2: Um. Yeah. Just reviewing the movie. <laughs> so,
0: did, was there for? was
1: there a lot of basketball played in this movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> was there, was, why was, this is this a boogie? Did you actually actually watch Boogie and think? Of it? <laughs> yeah. No. no, Cody. They're very different movies. I know they are. They're very different.
1: I don't know why I read that. Kyle got to watch another boogie. one this
0: week, though, didn't
1: he? Yeah, you got I another. Did. But this one, okay, this one's an upcoming film, and it was actually a screener. So we're back to stuff in the future where my <laughs> mind is at how was the courier from roadside attractions
2: it was actually revealed to be boogie again uh, oh, No, <laughs> no uh so the courier uh i thought it was pretty good i i just am curious about how uh much attention it's really gonna give people and i would think that i don't know with these types of biopics like despite having benedict cumberbatch in the lead like i just don't see it having the best odds of getting the most eyes on the screen, let alone in any year. But I thought the movie was still pretty well handled. Uh, the story is a true story about a British businessman who gets hired um, into uh, it, by the MI6 excuse me, and the CIA to uh, keep tabs on uh, the Soviet Union and he also gets help from like a Soviet Union double agent who's working with the uh, CIA and the MI6. And so um, what I really liked the most about this movie was that it shows, like, the partnership and the relationship between Ben Cumberbatch's character and the double agent character. And um, that was really, like, the biggest takeaway that I had from that movie. Outside of that, like, I think while the story is really interesting, it just doesn't give enough of a push when it comes to the script to really, like, sell it to, like, be – uh, informative to be entertaining like it just kind of goes through the motions but does it
1: add a lot of high stakes in it so that you feel the the consequences or it does the...
2: in the second half and that's why I ended up liking the movie um like
1: it ups the level of intensity in the second half
2: yeah because in the first half it, it like I said it goes through the motions and you're like okay like I see how this story is going and seeing I've seen this type of story before. Like, it's still not bad, but I just have seen this pattern. And then in the second half, like, it really takes a big swing. And I I think there's, like, some good payoff to where you kind of feel that gut punch. But there's just so much that drags in the first half that I could just see people not really enjoying it all that much. Do you think
1: Benedict Cumberbatch is a draw anymore? Because there's been a few movies these period movies that he's been in and starred that just have have waffled they just
2: haven't found an audience i think yeah i think it's just based on what the movie he uh, what the movie will be i mean right. but people like benedict cumberbatch but they like him for stuff that they have seen in him before like sherlock or star trek or dr strange but if outside of that though i don't think he's a real draw I think it's like that for most actors anyway, but uh, outside of like maybe
1: Liam Neeson, a few.
2: Liam Neeson, who is saving our industry <laughs> one action film at a time. I think people are just so used to him being in every action film that they're just <laughs> used to it at this point. But I think it's just mostly the subject matter um, that Benedict Cumberbatch is involved in that is really the draw. Uh, people like him, but I don't see him being another historical drama is really going to convince people.
1: Do you... Um... Do you see either of Judas or The Courier getting any awards
2: buzz? I see it more with Judas, uh, especially for the acting performances from Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya. But The Courier, I bet this is one that'll be forgotten about.
1: Maybe kind of overlooked.
2: Yeah. Which pro- which isn't good for, you know, no, cause theaters during Oscar time. Because
1: Rose Side, I think, is really banking on it and having a bunch of awards nominations
2: then they really better push it somehow and like get you know critics to recognize it and whatever but i don't know i don't see that happening
0: they can wish in one hand and be roadside in the other (laughs) (laughs) you said it not me (laughs) they've always had a hard time figuring out what the what the secret sauce is to get one of their movies recognized
1: recognize yeah yeah it used to be you just paid off a lot of people (laughs) Not like, these days. You can't do that days. anymore. You can't browbeat them into. You can't just given. put
0: honky tonk <sighs> pumpkin patch in a movie. Yeah. And...
1: <laughs> put a period costume on him and yeah. like, give me my Oscar. It doesn't
0: work that way anymore. It's not how we live. You, you can't just put Wimbledon tennis match on screen and expect <laughs> him to just knock things out of the park. I knew that's what you were looking up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can see you down there.
0: He's going through
2: his phone trying I was to figure like,
1: what's out. What is he doing? Oh, I know what he's doing. We're talking about Benedict Cover
0: <laughs> Buffalo and Custard th- Bath? I
1: think your favorite is that
2: you always call
1: him Honky Tonk Pumpkin Patch. That's your favorite go to.
0: That's the easiest one. <laughs> Burlington Co Factory? <Wow. laughs> that one's a good one. He goes by many names <laughs> Benevolent Computer Glitch? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows who we're talking about. You guys said his name like nine times, and I'm like, please. Just say give a you different an opening. version. <laughs> no, give me an opening. Uh,
2: but yeah, there will be a full written review for The Courier when it comes out, March 19th, close to that time, yeah. but on silverscreeninsider.com. But there's already a review out for it, um, for Judas and the Black Messiah right now. Yeah,
1: check out that review. Um, we have... You guys are really excited about the latest Scorsese film. There's been some oh, yeah. updates on that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're moving away from Bumper Car Crumble Zone.
1: Yeah, are you, did you get? <laughs> is that the one you want to end on? Is there one more you need I, to get out? I want to
0: get like nine more in, but I'm done. Okay, I'm done. We can really, refocus.
1: Bumper Car Crumble Zone. Is that the one you want That's to end? Pretty good. On? Okay, just want I've to I've got sure.
0: some R-rated ones, but I think I'll save
1: those. <laughs> okay, maybe at the end of the podcast, yeah. you slip one of those in. Okay.
0: Right when we
2: sign off. So,
1: so Kyle Ken was like freaking out the Mm -hmm. other night. He's like, Jesse Plemons is now going to be the lead in what is it? Killers Killers (laughs) of Flower Moon. Sorry, I just. What is it? No, in her
2: defense, it's now going to Apple. Yeah, Yeah, but it's also the
1: most ridiculous name. I mean, killers of of a a book, the Flower Moon, based on sad true events. I just feel like this is like. A hippie death movie.
0: It's, well, it's a Native death American, movie, but not a hippie movie. Murder.
1: Just... Flower Moon Child. No.
0: No. no. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's not what it is.
1: <laughs> I have no and idea what it is. Anyway.
0: But... <laughs> moving away from any sort of Native American parodies that Cody's trying to make. I don't, oh, that are going to be, be tasteless. Taste They're not going to just gonna thought be it was a hippie, hippie,
1: hippie movie. Moving on. on. Okay. But, Anyways. He was freaking out because Leonardo DiCaprio, who was the lead role and this had been, I think, his baby with uh, Scorsese for a long time, is now taking the secondary supportive role. <gasps> what happened, Leo?
2: What's going on? Uh, well, apparently, due to some massive script changes, Leo, it somehow caused Leo to be in the supporting role. But now in the lead role, is going to be Jesse Plemons, who is one of the best character actors working today. Like, people probably don't know who his name is, but you, you've seen him around. Like, he's been in, you know, things from like Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad all the way to Game Night and
0: Black Mass and, and Vice. And yeah, he's, he's in everywhere. The Irishman it's, it's, just yeah. last year, two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So it was, I was very excited. I came in to talk to Kyle about it. We were like a couple of schoolgirls dancing <laughs> yeah. around. We were so excited about it because he finally gets an opportunity. He's one of these people that's always been in the periphery. Yeah. And has really paid his dues and now it's mm-hmm. time to see what he can do with a great director and plenty of budget and plenty of promotion mm-hmm. and see what he can actually do. It's just a shame and nobody's be- going to see it. Just because it's on Apple <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to stay on Apple. So many things have moved, so many things have adjusted, so many release dates and productions and let's just wait and see. We can we can shit on it later okay. let's just wait until we this get is, there
2: look we just want to give this a win for jesse plemons we understand right. that this movie is probably not going to get a theatrical release and hopefully scorsese will change that I feel like but this... this is a win for jesse plemons and i want everyone to know about it right I ken I feel That's like right.
1: scorsese jump and ship to streaming is lower down on my shit list than <laughs> other people have made the list
2: up higher so peel yeah what was the other one an example that's who, the only one I remember. Who
1: was the other? There was one more. United Artists. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. United yeah, Artists yeah, yeah, I do in general. Re- re- yeah, I do remember <laughs> <laughs> that one. Okay. You, you have
0: a shit list and so does Martin Scorsese now. <laughs> yeah. With anybody who calls films content. Content. Oh. His, yeah. Don't get
2: him started, people.
0: For somebody who makes films on only digital cameras.
1: <laughs> on And now is putting them on digital streaming sites.
0: <laughs> He's very upset about... Films <laughs> being called content where you I, could call them.
1: I think he's just having a hard time because he sold out. Now he's like, you know, it's coming back. He's like, no, I,
2: I'm still a champion so, of the artists of I, the film. I'm I'm a filmmaker. I it's just only streaming will have my movies now.
1: Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Just getting,
2: just getting old. You know, the times are changing and he doesn't like it. I get it though. Yeah. I get I, it.
1: I mean, we talked about this before the podcast. Like, I don't disagree with his thoughts. Um, well, we should, first
2: we should have have we clarified like what yeah. his thoughts were exactly. Yeah. Uh, basically, Go ahead. basically in an essay, he uh bad mouths how thanks to streaming services, films are being classified as content, but because they're being classified as content, it disvalues them. Like, it takes away from them being perceived as art. And now with streaming services, like just having so much of an abundance of content like it just blurs the line so much to where it all is just labeled as content and not is able to you know classify itself well enough to be considered art it's just views it should be
1: yeah he he was upset because by putting calling films content you're just putting in the same category as visual media and that encompasses everything from a 30 second tiktok video to somebody's like whole life's work uh, with a whole film crew and stage and all of that so i i can see where it does devalue it you cannot have this many hours of visual media and not have it just be all about the rec- the cycle of new 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 consume 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 the latest two minutes of something and and go 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 and then no one relives in these movies no one takes them and rewatches them and lives in the moments of them and talks about them anymore. And that consumer behavior around the movies is really changing. And I think that's what he was trying to touch upon. The fact is that movies have lost their, uh, uh, their cultural perch and prominence. And it's because of business decisions from studios and corporations that is put them in the, we need content, we need content, we need content to fill. And also from consumers who are just getting addicted to this, like what's next, what's next, what's next, um, always mentality, the next yeah. Thing immediately.
0: And directors who are, use, are excited about going over budget every time, so the movie right. has to go to the next film. Company. Scorsese, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: two hundred million dollar budget.
0: If you want a movie to be on screen, make a movie and put it on screen. Right. Nobody's gonna tell you it's because of his ridiculous demands of money and production and things like that it's you can easily make a film now Mm -hmm. for a star-studded motion picture for a hundred million dollars well he needs one and a half or two and a half times that to make a movie which doesn't make any sense i mean his budget was more than avengers uh Infinity War, <laughs> yeah. Uh... I mean, not adjusted, but <laughs> yeah. it was Without more than special Avengers. effects. <laughs> well, there's there's obviously spe- some. There has to be some special effects unless everybody ate gold plated chicken nuggets the entire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I was Leonardo DiCaprio, that's what I would order all the time. Make it happen. Uh, I mean, I, the one thing that that I would say that he's probably incorrect about is that I think even like in his, you know glory days like studios would still view films as content not necessarily works of art but it's just because of the abundance of streaming services and how people are viewing content these days like it's just more apparent that films are now being perceived by business decisions as content based and Mm not more so as works of art
1: yeah
0: well just like in our job with film buyer as film buyers it's what have you done for me lately yeah and the first time we have a movie that does a hundred million dollars opening Everything will be like, oh, we need to put that back in theaters Mm -hmm. yeah, because it's like an immediate payout and it puts you on the front page. And there's not that with streaming because it just goes away. It goes into the ether after Mm -hmm. you put it out there. There might be a buildup to it, but that's the end of it.
1: Right. Well, there was life after the theater. There was, it went to the theater. It made a hundred million dollars. Then you got DVD sales. Then you Mm -hmm. got digital streaming rights. You had these other avenues with streaming. That's it. There's no DVD sales after that. There's no theatrical. There's n- there's nothing. It's just one lane and that lane doesn't last very long. And that lane does not have the payout as uh, the other lanes did.
0: For family movies, there's no merchandising. There's none none of that. No. Like there has been.
1: You don't get super excited for for the stuff on streaming networks. Yeah. I don't I think we've ever bought our kids a toy that didn't come from the movies first.
2: That
0: didn't... Yeah. Yes, yeah. we never have ever, ever, <laughs> ever.
1: I'm trying trying to think of an example, but I don't.
0: I don't have several. You don't have... <laughs> stop. But, but like for, what? But for the most part, we're not buying most... a little
1: Einstein
2: stuff. No, no, no. We're you bubble guys can... guppies. Nope, nope. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this after. <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> toys are coming from stuff like movies and TV. I don't want to deal with this today. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> The viewers don't, the viewers want to, or the listeners
0: want to move on. I want to move on.
1: He's turning red, kid.
0: <laughs> Dad hit mom at the dinner table and nobody <laughs> wants to talk about it.
1: It's like his vein is popping in the side of his
2: forehead. He's
0: having an aneurysm because of how uncomfortable I made him, which was the, the only goal of any of these podcasts. Wow.
2: <laughs> Thanks
0: a lot. You got my vein pump.
2: Popping. Okay, since your
0: veins are exploding. He wasn't
1: like this last week. What have you done to him? Since
0: veins are exploding, let's talk about the most vein exploding trailer (laughs) we've had in years.
1: Cruella. No? No? That was It was
0: right there, Cody. Get Cruella out of the way. Just talk about it. Get it out of the
1: way. It was fun. I really liked it. It was fun? Yeah. I thought I thought she was awesome. I loved her like fire dress that revealed her underdress underneath. There were parts of that trailer I really liked. I know she kills she wants to kill and skin puppies for fashion. I get it. She's
2: evil, but this was fun to watch. She was really good at being bad. I mean, I was This trailer remind me a lot of like the Joker trailers. I mean, it's obviously That's what everybody's
1: saying. It's obviously not yep. going
2: to be Joker. I like didn't get obviously that. it's not going to be Joker. But like between the score and I guess like the muted color palette for the most part like that that was the vibe i was getting so to hear you say this looks like fun i'm like well is it though i that's didn't get exactly the Joker exactly
0: what i thought when i saw it i saw it and said no. this is disney's version of birds of prey that's exactly yeah, that what too. this is that's a thousand percent what this is they're like we have a pretty girl who's gonna play a bad a bad character and everybody's gonna love her because she's pretty
2: she's a little crazy So we'll play up on that. Do you you think that they'll pull a Maleficent and make her a good guy somehow? Of course, it's Uh, Disney. I think
0: Disney can't. They can't not. not. Yeah. No, she's gonna have some issue where she hits her head and then becomes bad, or like she's a good person. Like they're going to do something. Or she's to...
1: bad because the, she so, was
2: abused. So is she going to bump her head twice? Like once to turn yeah, bad and then yeah. once to turn good at the oh, end yeah. and like saves the no, puppies? No, it's like Freaky Friday. So <laughs> It's like an episode of the Brady Bunch <laughs> where they lose so their it, memory. this turned from a Joker ripoff to a uh
0: a Freaky Friday-ish story. Yeah. No, it's a <laughs> Disney version of Birds of Prey. It's going to... I can't believe you thought this looked fun. I did. I really liked it. The scene with the dress was was very interesting. That was awesome. But that was it. That was it. Everything else is just like she
1: looks crazy. I think. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it it
2: just caught me in a right mood where I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. I mean, the trailer does look good. Like, I think it did
0: sell like the idea of a
2: Corella movie
0: actually not being terrible. Eva Stone
2: was awesome in it. She did a good job, at least by the trailer standards.
0: She's fine. I liked her at the end of Spider Man Two better.
2: Where she died. Where
0: she, where she doesn't talk. Good lord. <laughs>
2: God.
0: Where she stops talking in movies. I'm upset about was, my hippie like comment.
1: God, you're
0: terrible. That got dark. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of dark. dark. Yeah, there okay. Is the there best you go. Dark trailer Are you happy, of, happy now. Of the last decade.
1: Last decade. Wow. Really? That's Woo. big talk.
0: This is an aggressive trailer.
1: It is aggressive. It was red band people, by the way.
0: You had to be 18 and up.
2: Yeah. It or be a- able to click a mouse. Yeah. Or, be, or, or know how to click a mouse. Or be yes. old enough to yeah. click a mouse. And know how to lie. Yes. Yeah.
0: We finally have the Mortal Kombat trailer, and it did not disappoint.
2: No. You know, I always said
1: Mortal the Mortal Kombat clips were the best part of that Warner Brothers sizzle reel that they put out for their HBO Max. Oh, the trailer was awesome. You heard me in there. I yeah. was like, three seconds in, I'm like, oh my gosh! I had to pause. I had to pause and ask questions. <laughs> yeah. three it was awesome.
0: Of bloody, gory violence. All violence. good it's, things. Mortal
2: Kombat. Super
0: uh, awesome. It was <laughs> mortal Kombat. I mean, killer powers. There's was, there's gonna be some story. There's gonna be some yeah. moments where you're like, why aren't they killing each other? <laughs> but it's going to be an in-your-face murder. All of the characters were in it movie. from.
1: Like the original. They were all reimagined in it. So
0: yeah.
1: I don't think we're going to miss out on anybody. They're not,
0: they're not trying any deep storytelling. They're not going to try to inject a lot of humor like the original film version mm-hmm. where it was almost a comedy.
2: But um, was it on purpose or by accident, though?
0: I think they wanted it to be funny, but the parts that they thought were funny were not the parts that we found funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it was I'll take that. unintentional.
2: <laughs> so now this one, they're. it looks like they're... Being serious, but who cares about the just serious plot when you got some
0: awesome bloody action gore? People loved the game yeah. because it was violent. Yeah, into it wasn't because they of the definitely narrative. did. Yeah,
1: no, and they played up the Sub Zero character is getting played up big time, so he's going to be a central role in it. And yeah, it was one of the best. Su- his special effects for his powers were amazing. They were so
2: cool. The special effects did look pretty good. Like I, yeah. I, I, I was a bit surprised by it. I just wasn't. Like, I'm sure they put the money and time to, like, making this good. But I guess for a Mortal Kombat movie, you just don't know, like, weren't how. Weren't expecting it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's... I don't know.
0: Well, but I was just impressed. You didn't recognize anybody, so that's how they kept the budget low. And then they just pumped it all into special effects. Yeah. So it seems like <laughs> it, it could do the trick. But I like didn't you don't need... need you have a title. Right. Like, you have an A title. You don't need to see any, yeah.
1: anybody you know in it. That could totally be... A, um, a bunch of actors you don't know. You don't need yeah.
0: Christopher Lambert, blind as bat, <laughs> playing, playing Raiden. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we need to make his eyes actually darker because they're, they're cloudy. Can yeah. Ken.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Are you surprised, Cody? Come on. No. Oh. I'm not surprised. I'm back, baby. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID didn't get him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It might have got his brain a little. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but
2: he's okay out than that.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so that was the that big news. That was actually a really fun trailer.
1: And that's the one that I feel like got us talking. You know, I even saw my brother today. And that was one of the first things I talked to him about. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat trailer? Like... Oh, it was just fun to get back to that. That's yeah. what makes movies special. And then he got excited because he definitely saw. It, and then we were talking about the guy's arms getting blown off <laughs> and in the first three seconds. It was awesome. It was. It. They even cloud blood like poof. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're
2: paying attention to
0: the details. Oh,
1: it's the little details that make it special. Oh yeah,
0: but it's just a yeah, somewhat of a return to that. Did you see that trailer? When's the last time you had that talk?
1: I don't even know when the last time I said that was.
0: No.
2: 2019. And
1: 19. Yeah, yeah. it might
2: have been. And all the trailers I saw, they I haven't seen those. Maybe
1: movies. we talked about
2: <laughs> I think when you saw the Bad Boys trailer it was like the yeah,
1: last. Yeah, but
0: that would have been 2019. So that would have been 2019 though. Yeah. That's the last time I think Yeah, cuz like, the trailer premiered. Flipped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been a long time coming, but It's nice to have real trailers. The
1: trailer was awesome. We can all agree on that. We're all very excited. There was one part I didn't like about it. The guy that was like, get over here. He didn't say it right. I wish they would have just, I've said it this 100 times. I wish they would have just spliced over the 90s, get over here. Because <laughs> that's they, the one I wanted to hear. I think they want to move away from that movie and no. pretend it never happened.
0: Listen no, to that's us awesome. Warner Brothers, just dub over that part. Just and dub we over can that part. On. Get over here. The guy's wearing a mask. It's fine. Yeah,
2: you don't see his mouth <laughs> moving. It's completely fine. But think about how hard he worked to try and nail it, try oh, and he, be different from the other guy. Poor guy, didn't make it.
0: Cody said, "It really you, does
1: sound like a muffled guy in a mask Cody's in the like, trailer." You failed. Move on. Yeah, you failed. <laughs> Give me the '90s version. Just go watch the '90s movie. Then it's still there. <laughs>
0: Cody wants the Super Nintendo version. Totally
1: watch <laughs> the '90s version this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's out awesome. there. Yeah. Yeah, I brought, didn't like the second one. I just like the first one. They brought I back the six-armed
0: the six, the six armed guy. Four-armed. Four-armed, four ar- six-limbed guy, yeah. Goro. Yeah. They brought him back. He's yeah. in it. This time, hopefully, he doesn't get kicked in the crotch and make a face. Yeah. <laughs> it's is like, it, this is funny. We're going to kick him in the crotch.
1: Is it, <laughs> is it Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage. Yeah. The stuntman turned fighter.
0: Kicks him in a crotch and then runs away and then pushes him off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> well. Like none of the other fights happened anywhere near any cliffs. (laughs) Everyone died because of punching or things dropping on them or being frozen. If I were like,
2: yeah, I'll push him off a cliff. It's fine. (laughs) Next time I see that movie, like I I just need Ken's commentary over it. I just need a commentary (laughs) track. (laughs) Yeah. I'd listen to that on repeat. Mortal Kombat.
1: (laughs) I need the 90s music coming back too. If I could have the 90s Mortal Kombat themes on and the Get Over Here that's supposed to be in only this movie, I think I'd be very happy.
0: So then
2: just watch the 90s I'm going to.
0: (laughs) Just on our soundboard, we need the Get Over Here. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to add that.
1: Pew, pew,
2: pew. Let's make it happen. (laughs) That's going to be
0: our soundboard. Special (laughs) (laughs) effects. (sighs) Ugh. Well, I am worn out after the Mortal Kombat talk. Let's go watch it a few more times now. That's right. I'm yeah. gonna
1: watch the original. We- oh, we should watch the original. Each do like a review.
2: I mean, we can. Like, it- why not?
0: It's not as good as the trailer of the new one. <laughs> the entirety of that 90 minute film is not as good as the three minutes of this, this trailer alone was better. Yes, I could watch the trailer. Thirty times at three minutes, and it would be more enjoyable than watching the movie <laughs> once at ninety minutes. Easy trade. Cody's like, I find that to be a challenge. I do. <laughs> I
2: want to go watch the movie, review it. <laughs> gonna, what I loved I'm about watch the Mortal trailer Kombat. Thirty
0: times ago, yeah, it was exactly what we talked about last week yep. again. Amazing.
1: Yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> arms off. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Oh, I they even heard me like yell in the office, and I had to pause it, and I had to ask questions. So. <laughs> What am I seeing? Is this how he loses his arms? I thought they just got crushed.
2: <laughs> like it did in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to do, gotta make some changes. Can't yeah. be the same movie. No.
0: Oh, well, no changes this week. Keep checking no. SilverScreenInsider.com for updates on the SVOG grant, also known as the SOS grant. And uh, for the podcast, subscribe, rate, review. Submit Mm -hmm. any questions to our tell
1: us your favorite Mortal Kombat scenes. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, yeah, I would love that. That would be
0: great. We can rate them, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) from the original Mortal Kombat film, we can rate them from one to (laughs) 1.5 on a scale of 10.
2: I don't think that's a bad idea at all. What could go wrong?
0: (laughs) What could go wrong with a scale that doesn't make sense? (laughs) Okay, take us out, Kyle. Uh,
2: I think you already did, Ken, so (laughs) thank you for doing that. And uh, I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend.
0: Bye, everybody.